the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. Pastor Rander continues his two-part series on anger by sharing God's inspired word on how to minister to angry people and his prescription for healing our own anger. The Bible tells us that we ought to always pray and meditate on God's word. We are all guilty of reacting to the anger within us rather than handling it God's way. The good news is we don't have to stay in that mindset. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us today. Oh, why why did my baby die? God, why did I miscarry for the third, fourth time? God, why did her child come home from Iraq and my child came home in a box? Man, why did you take my mama? Why did you take my daddy? Why did you take my sister? You're mad at God. You won't let go. Job said it well. Should I accept good from God and not adversity? He said that. That's a powerful passage. Shall I accept the good from God but not the adversity? Let me tell you something. God's in control. We don't have the answers, but we can have the comfort and assurance in knowing that our God is in control and he's able. He knows just where you are. He won't put anything any more on you than you could bear. And he will help you through your pain if you're willing to allow him to help. And he will heal you of your hurt and your pain and your grief. Signs of hidden anger. Signs of hidden anger. Uh, number one, you say, well, I'm not, I don't have anger. No, uh, no, not an answer, not an answer anger in me, Pastor. Uh, this, this has got to be for somebody else. I don't need it. Well, let's check you out and see. Number one, chronic sarcasm and put down statements and cutting remarks, putting down your husband, cutting them, cutting the wife up, cutting your children up, you know, putting them down, calling them names. Stupid. You won't add up to nothing. No good. That's horrible. Children will take that into their adult life. Number two, resentfulness. Anger can make one resentful. Number three, pessimism. You have a gloomy look on life. Everything is gloom. You, you don't see the good in anything. I mean, the positive in anything. Everything is bad because of anger down in there. Impatient. You're not patient with people. You're not an ounce of impatience in you because of your anger. Uh, frequently stressed out. You can be down there watching Shamu at SeaWorld and you, you stressed out. Shamu is jumping all over the place through hoop. You still stressed out. You go down there, have a nice dinner on the river. You stressed out. 
You go down to Disney, you still stressed. And you know why you, you all messed up wherever you go? It's because of anger. You can't run from you. You can't run from you wherever you go. You can go on an Alaskan cruise. You raise hell on a ship <laughs> because you're angry. Angry. There's a tendency to gossip about people. The, 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 the tendency to increase in gossip because of anger. Number eight, legalistic attitudes, binding folk, uh, and all these kinds of things because of anger. And things have to be done a certain way, and if not, you're mad. Um, uh, number nine, demanding and domineering attitudes. You've been kicked in the rear, and you say, I'm not going to let this person stomp on me again. I'm not going to let this person kick me in the rear again. I'm going to protect myself. So you, 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 you become very domineering, very controlling, because you don't want to get hurt again. You don't want this to happen to you again. So you, you're a control freak. Number 10, self-centeredness. You become very selfish because of anger. Number 11, unwilling, unwillingness to cooperate. You don't cooperate. You can't play a game, uh, uh, just a, a game at home. Can't cooperate. Can't, can't, can't do anything to help out. Uh, decision making. You don't want to cooperate. This is not right. That's not right. But, 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 but nothing. Uh, number 12, depression. If you stay angry too long, it will Put fire you right in the midst of depression. Number 13, the inability to submit. You won't submit to your husband. You won't submit to your wife. You won't submit to your children. Children won't submit to parents. You won't submit to the law. You'll break the law. Could kill right in the police face because you're angry. Right in his face because you're angry. And then say, I wasn't speaking. Uh, number 14, jealousy. Yeah, jealousy is a horrible thing. And that's why you need to be content with the way God has made you. Listen, you need to be satisfied. It doesn't matter where you are, what you can do, what you have. Somebody is going to have something a little bit better. Okay, how much money you have. If you keep talking, you're going to find out somebody got way more than you. That's right. I don't care what kind of car you drive. After a while, somebody in your life going to drive something twice as nice as yours. <laughs> I don't care how pretty your wife is. There's going to come a guy. With a prettier wife to make yours look like she missing something. That's right. My wife is pretty wherever I am. She's mine. She's beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made. And the older she gets, the prettier she looks. That's right. Because beauty is not only the outer, it's, it's inner. Matter of fact, the inner beauty is greater than the outer beauty. And people with all that stuff try to put your lips up and liposuctions and Taking fat out and adding this and sticking Botox and all that. All that stuff's going to drop. Why don't you just be satisfied and know that God made you and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Stop being jealous. Somebody, somebody smarter than you. That's right. Somebody, somebody can do football better, can play a better game of basketball. Somebody, you think you can play dominoes or chess and somebody come out and wipe your head off because they can play the game better and you don't get a break. Sometimes God allows that to happen to humble you. Four ways people handle anger. Four ways people handle anger. Number one, suppress it. You can suppress it, just stuff it down, stuff it down, but don't express it openly. You suppress the anger. Suppressed anger can cause depression and bring on certain physical disorders and sickness. Uh, number two, you can express it negatively. You can anger can be expressed negatively. This can be seen in violent reactions, outburst, 
or verbal abuse, physical abuse, anger will reduce your vocabulary down to four letter words. All of a sudden it cuts your vocabulary short. You know what those words are. Number three, uh, express it positively. Express anger positively. Uh, this includes initiating a conversation to talk the problem through and taking practical steps to resolve the source of the anger, the root of the anger. And number four, confess the anger. Hey, I have an anger problem. Acknowledge to God the anger within and allow him to heal you. Also allow God to use others who will help in the process to give counsel and to assist with healing and reconciliation. I love what Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse five says, Better is to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by a fool. Be praised by a fool. Then I want to close with this segment. What are the consequences of prolonged anger? What are the consequences of prolonged anger? When you're angry too long, uh, what happens? You know, uh, the Bible says, you know, be angry and sin not. Uh, what, what are the consequences of prolonged anger? Uh, number one, loss of joy, loss of joy. Proverbs 22, 27, 4a, 4a, anger is cruel. It'll steal your joy, my friends, and wrath is like a flood. You come to church, you can't smile, your face messed up, and you say you love Jesus, but we don't see it in your face. Uh, you, you can't sing. You, 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 you're miserable. You make everybody else miserable around you. You make your family miserable. Nobody want to speak to you. You come one way, they, they avoid you because they just don't want to be put down like that. Loss of joy. Number two, consequences of anger, prolonged anger, open to be exploited by Satan. Uh, Ephesians 4, 26b through 27, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I reiterate, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, your anger should last no more than 24 hours. Huh? That's all. Now, I know a whole bunch of you have gone way beyond 24 hours. You walk four weeks around the house not speaking at your husband. Or the husband not speaking to the wife. Because you're, you're mad and you're angry. Why? You don't, you don't want to be angry longer than a day because you give Satan a tremendous foothold to come into your life and to wipe you out. When you're angry, you whoop your children in the wrong way. Uh, a healthy chastening becomes child abuse out of anger. Throughout this two-part series, Pastor Rander guides us through the Old and New Testaments, showing us scripture after scripture on how we can display righteous anger. Rather than react the way the world does, whether anger generates from interactions with others or we are reacting to our own anger, with God on our side, we can be angry without sin. As children of God, we would do well to commit to the principles given to us in this series. Let's listen as Pastor Rander continues. Number three, one becomes emotion-driven and not led by the Holy Spirit, which hinders one from receiving wisdom from God. I repeat, one becomes emotion-driven and not led by the Holy Spirit, which hinders one from receiving wisdom from God. You'll not get wisdom from God through your emotions. You'll get wisdom from God by being spirit led and being in the word of God and allowing God to speak 
to you as you sit in his presence. And some people think just because you have an emotional service, everybody's jumping and screaming and rolling over the floor and speaking in tongues and foaming at the mouth. We had good church. No, you didn't. You just had emotional confusion. Just because you can jump, holler and scream. Satan knows how to shout. Satan can outshout you. Matter of fact, God is not concerned how well you, how, how loud you can shout. He's going and how high you can jump. What he's concerned about is how you walk when you land. How you walk with you when you land. Don't, don't be a, don't be led by your emotion. Why do you want to marry her? Because I just feel something fuzzy. <laughs> what? Fuzzy feeling? You gotta be kidding me. I just felt it. It was a little tingle in my heart. And you end up just as miserable as you can be because you govern yourself by your feelings. Don't you govern yourself by your feelings. You govern yourself by the authority of the word of God and the leading of the Holy Ghost. Say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I like that song that says, let the Holy Ghost lead me. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Let the Holy Ghost lead you all the way, all the way from earth to heaven. Let the Holy Ghost lead you all the way. Why? Because he's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader all the way from earth to heaven. He's a mighty good leader. You know why he's Holy Ghost so good? He led my mama. <laughs> he led my mama. He led my mama all the way from earth to heaven. He led my mama all the way. Oh, it's not enough Holy Ghost talk around here. Talking too much about the spurs and Manu being hurt again and talking more, more about sports and stuff happening and basketball and all that. But who's talking about the Holy Ghost? Lead me. You know, the Holy Ghost just told me. I, 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 I sense the Holy Ghost telling me to do this. The Holy Ghost said to me, you know, the Holy Ghost will talk to you. He talks to you. He'll talk to you. He's in you to lead you and to guide you to look more like Jesus and to conform you to the image of the son of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, the son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the Holy Ghost lead you and not be led by your emotions. Galatians 5, 16 says, I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Your anger won't get the best of you and you won't be acting a fool in the flesh when the Holy Spirit has uh, uh, has 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 control of your life, and you and you're living in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Uh, number four, what are the consequences? What are the consequences of prolonged anger? Is this? It's a loss of potential blessings. There are blessings that could be yours that you will miss because you're angry. You don't do well in the interview because you're angry. You miss a job opportunity because of anger. You you you're shortcut. Blessings that could have been yours because people say, you know what, there's something wrong down in there. And I don't I can't put my hand on it, but something is not right with that daddy, with that mama, with that child and so forth. Let's look at a loss of blessings from the scripture. Everyone with a Bible, turn to Deuteronomy chapter three, verses twenty three through twenty seven. Deuteronomy chapter three, verses twenty three through twenty seven. When you find it, say amen. Well, that's kind of weak. So y'all still turning. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 23 and 27. When you finally say amen, oh, that's a little bit better. This is Moses speaking. Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. 
for what God is there in heaven or on earth, who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? Verse 25, I pray, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains and Lebanon. Verse 26, but the Lord was angry with me on your account, underline on your account, and would not listen to me. This is Moses speaking. So the Lord said to me, enough of that, Moses. Speak no more to me of this matter about your going into the promised land. Verse 27, instead, go up to the top of Pisgah and lift your eyes toward the west, the north, the south, the east. Behold it with your eyes. For you shall not cross over this Jordan. Underline that. For you shall not cross over this Jordan. Wow. In other words, Moses made it into the heavenly promised land, but he did not make it into the what? The earthly promised land. Why? Because he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock and stole God's glory. But it was the people of God that had frustrated Moses and Moses missed his physical blessing because of the rebellious of the people being frustrated. I can understand Moses. And listen, Moses missed the blessing that he could have had, but he acted irresponsibly by not doing what God had told him to do and speaking to the rock. What would have given God more glory? Speaking to the rock or striking the rock? Obeying God and speaking to the rock. And, and, and so the scripture, so the scripture says, uh, there on your account. It says on your account. I look at that. Uh, but the Lord, verse 26, but the Lord was angry with me on your account. Moses was leading about 2.5 million people and they had seen manna fall from heaven, bread. They had seen, they had, they were protected by a, a pillar of, of fire by night and a, and a cloud by day. God did not even allow their shoes and their clothes to weigh out. Neither did he allow their feet, their ankles and all that to swell. He took care of them. After all of that, they were still cantankerous and problematic. And they, they were just weighing Moses out and Moses lost it. And he struck the rock out of frustration. And he, he rebelled against God, even though frustrated. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to miss my blessing on your account. That's right. That's right. Because you know what? So, uh, so people can be quite rebellious and honorary and all these things. And all I got to do is act a fool one time. Do you not know that? Just one. Say one. Now, see, you can you can act a big fool five times and say, I can, forgive me, Lord. <laughs> and then you straighten up and everybody forget what you've done. But, oh, let the pastor do it now. He go, you going to forget. You see that baby I blessed this morning? Dedicated to the Lord, you're gonna forget I blessed that baby. You're gonna forget about all those baptiz I baptized your children. You're gonna forget all those people I married. You're gonna forget that I buried your children and buried relatives of yours. You forget all that. Oh, but I remember Pastor Draper back in 1992. He walked down that aisle and he was mad. And I tell you, and you re you can you can you can tell the story and don't miss one jot. One jot. You see. 
I can ill afford to let people make a fool out of me. That's why I have to walk in the spirit, be prayed up. Because you got, I've seen the best of people and the worst of people, but I have to maintain my composure in order to lead God's people in the way they should go. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Don't mean I got it all together. Don't mean I have to confess my sin. I have to confess my sin just like yours. But I'm not going to let you mess me up on your account. Y'all hear what I'm saying? On your account. I miss blessings that could have been mine. I'm, I'm, and that's why you said, why you preach so hard? Why you preach like this? Because I want you to be responsible for your own sins. And your blood's not going to be on my hands. When you stand before God, you're going to say, didn't that bald-headed black preacher, Pastor Draper, my child, didn't he tell you this? What did you do with it? I want him to say, well done. You preached faithfully. You had integrity with the word of God. And you cut it straight. And you didn't add nothing to it and didn't take nothing from it. You loved me and my word and you were found faithful. Well done. Thy good and faithful servant. Number five, uh, what are the consequences to prolong anger? Uh, inability, an inability to worship God. Psalms 24, three through four, a says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. You can't worship God. Uh, you you, you short, short circuit the, the, your worship experience with God when you're angry. Uh, number six, uh, when you are angry for a long period of time, you can end up losing your family, a loss of family. Uh, Proverbs 19:11 says, good sense makes one slow to anger. And some of you quick-tempered men, you've lost your family, about to lose your family. Quick-tempered quick wives and children who are quick-tempered. Uh, everybody's going off on everybody. And, and the families just disintegrate. Uh, number seven, uh, prolonged anger will bring sickness and death. An angry spirit makes you sick, makes your stomach upset, give you migraine headaches, cause you not to be able to sleep at night, give you ulcers. Uh, you toss all because of anger. It'll mess your health up. It anger unresolved will even kill you, kill you. James 5, 16a says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And finally, but not the least, uh, if prolonged anger on a dress will steal your freedom in Christ, will steal your freedom in Christ. Galatians 5, 1 says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. See, Jesus died in the fullness of time and rose that you would have freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. Uh, God is, those of you under my voice, you've been saved out of a heinous lifestyle. Some of you have been saved out of pornography, delivered from alcohol, delivered from drugs, delivered from lying, delivered from cheating. Many of you have been delivered from stealing. And delivered from all of these things. And God saved you by the power of his blood. And then you come back and allow yourselves to be re-enslaved to that nemesis called anger. Anger. 
And when anger has a hold, a stronghold on you, you are in bondage all over again. You see? And so, so, listen, you, 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 you really do, do disservice to the work, the redemptive work of Christ. When God liberates you, and then you allow yourself to be re-enslaved to the spirit of anger. In the beauty of the lily, Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigured you and me. He died to make men holy. Let us live to make men free. His truth is marching on. Listen, God wants you free because God wants to do a new thing in your life. God wants you to soar like the eagle and not wallow down with the turkeys. You know, I've never seen a high-flying turkey. They only can fly so high. But eagles soar high. And some of y'all are wallowing so low. And you're, you're so, so far under the radar because of anger. And as I conclude, some of you are angry right now because you don't want to be made whole. If you could be angry for two years, three years, four years, you don't want to be made whole. In other words, you take solace, solace in your anger. And God has come to make you whole. But you have to want to be made whole. You have to want God to heal you. So the real question is, do you want to be made whole? Pastor Rander concludes part two of this series on anger by sharing God's prescription for healing our anger. Just think about it. If we apply God's prescription to our own lives by setting a godly example for others, without saying a word, we just might encourage someone else to do the same thing. And on it goes. After all, we are called to set godly examples and be effective witnesses. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.